Started a podcast, and it's called No Worries If Not. This is it, actually. Crazy how that works. My name's Aaron. My name is Andrew, and I do not look like Jesus. How was that one? Feel pretty good? Yeah, loved it. Yeah, also, it makes sense because we talk about that song in the podcast. That song comes up. Yeah, we do these after. That's true. These intros are from after, so we have a lot of inside information. We already know everything that happens. I know, and it was a special one. I just want to tell them. I want to tell them everything that happens. But yeah. I won't. Well, you can tell them. Should we tell them who it is? It. <laughs> we should. Yeah. It is English Nick, who is the face of Aaron's favorite place in the world, Ten High, which is live karaoke underneath Dark Horse in Atlanta, where you've seen many of Aaron's Instagram stories since he was a small child. Hmm. Yep. Um. It's my favorite place in the world. I bought a condo a couple blocks away from it. That wasn't the reason. But it was a factor. The, big factor. The real estate agent was like, yeah, and it's got this great bathroom. And you're like, and it, how, how many blocks from Dark Horse is it? <laughs> She's just like, I don't know that yeah. place. I'm like, how many square feet is it from Dark Horse? <laughs> <laughs> or from Tin High? Yeah. Uh, Dark Horse is the upstairs bar. Tin High is the basement where the karaoke goes down. And, you know, there's karaoke bars everywhere. Love karaoke in all its forms. Yeah. So what makes this one so special? Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> um, it is live band karaoke. And what does that mean? You got to chill out. I'm just trying to help you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so there is a rock band. There's Each night's a different theme. We'll get into it um, when we talk to Nick. But there's a screen with like 100 songs that they know how to play, and they just crush. And you go up there and sing, and it's it's in this like kind of dingy basement with no windows. It's a COVID nightmare. Don't really go a ton right now. But um, it's the most fun thing in the world, and you really feel like a rock star. I've had my last few birthdays there. Yeah. It's just it's so much fun. I've been I, and, to them. And Andrew, as a friend of mine, you know how often I accost my friends um, about going to Dark Horse and yep. I. It's, uh, I think, the first probably 100 times Aaron and I hung out, it was he was just like, hey, we're all going to Dark Horse. We met at Dark Horse, didn't we? Uh, we met next door to there. Oh. We met at Atkins, I think. But after karaoke. Yeah, probably. I mean, it was definitely karaoke adjacent. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, and it really is like if you ever want to live that dream of being a rock star or nightmare in my case uh it is the place to do it you're on band with what like six professional musicians mm-hmm. playing the song you're singing it's, yeah uh, it's so fun to go watch because you'll see people do amazing like they should be this should be their career and then you'll see people that uh just don't even make it through the whole song yeah when can you go somewhere and watch people have the best night of their lives and other people have the worst night of their lives <laughs> it's it's so fascinating uh, stand up yeah, and we, uh, we we talk about more than karaoke with Nick. He's uh, from a little sheep town in England. Called England. He's oh. a he's a great little you know sewer British boy. It's great. Um, there's like scooter biker bar situations over there. It's fascinating. I, that. I learned what getting glassed is. Yep. No spoiler. Won't talk about that so yet. I thought it was when you get glasses because you're. Baseball coach says you need them. Yeah, he also has a, a crazy career in radio. He's a big radio DJ during the day in Atlanta. Also a tea shop proprietor. Uh, yeah, a tea entrepreneur. So they say in France, entrepreneur. Yeah, I bet so. Yeah, so um, so that's, yeah, very excited. You guys are going to enjoy that conversation. But first, we have an advertisement um, because this podcast does not pay for itself. I got to pay my mortgage so I and can live near Tin High. This is our full-time job. Yep. So these advertisers really help us out. So please don't skip it. Please listen to it. Um, and we have a great new sponsor today. Aaron, take it away. Are you addicted to your phone? A zombie mindlessly scrolling all day until you look up and your son is getting arrested for a crime he did commit, but only because he was crying out for attention? You were too busy playing words with friends and airdropping vacation photos to anyone in the vicinity? Oh, you're sorry? Well, tell that to the mall fountain your son pooped in while shouting, Mom, can you see me now? Can you see what I'm doing? I bet your phone doesn't have stuff like this on it. But before he can finish what he's saying, the mall cop tackles him into the poopy coin fountain. Pennies everywhere. No more wishes today. Fountain's closed. 
They dry off and head down to the station, all because you're addicted to your phone. Well, what if I told you there's a new source for the joy your phone once brought you that is safer and just as captivating? Well, come on down to the Kaleidoscope Palace. Kaleidoscopes? Isn't that just a colorful old twisty thing my grandmother used to have in her cupboard? <laughs> yep. And that's where we get them, actually. When grandmas die, which happens all the time, we go to the estate sales and buy up all the kaleidoscopes. We fix them up, clean them, and put them in the palace. <laughs> kaleidoscopes are like telescopes, but less helpful. Instead of showing you if your enemies are approaching on horseback, kaleidoscopes show you your very soul itself by way of twisty, colorful glass. We've got every color and size. And best of all, each kaleidoscope comes with the story of the grandmother we took it from. You get your very own collectible grandma card. Collect them all and battle your friends. <laughs> oh yeah, and back to the sun thing. This is better than a phone because it's only got one eye hole and you can keep that other eye on your son's butt to make sure he's not pooping in anything he's not supposed to. He may be 32 and named Darren, but you still got to keep a non-kaleidoscope eye on him. Come on down to the Kaleidoscope's Palace. We'll show you your own soul and keep your son out of fountains. Thank you to Kaleidoscope Palace. Yeah, I love that place. I go all the time. We have, I, we have a bunch of, you have a bunch of kaleidoscopes at your house. I do. Is Big kaleidoscope you, collector. Is that where you got them? Kaleidoscope, Beanie Babies, Pet Rocks. I got it all, baby. Yeah, Furbies. Yep, ladies, come on over. <laughs> <laughs> Want to see my Furbies? <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, um... How, you, you're an international boy. You just got back from Colombia. Yeah, when I was at um, immigration, I said, hello, my name's Andrew, but you can call me international boy. Yeah, and I just said, came from Colombia. Yeah, they said, we're going to need to see you in the other room. <laughs> um, yes, I got back this morning, or actually this afternoon, a few hours ago. That's great. I will say some of your stories were the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, it's probably honest stories. I, I, yeah, it was I honest need to, story. I need to post. I need to gather some things and in, in post. Um, I was it's most out of my element I've probably <laughs> ever been. Um, Anna, my fiance from Colombia, South America. Uh, many, much of her family is living there still, um, and they are fabulous people living living the life in Colombia. And I, Anna, kind of t told me some things to get me prepared. The first night, um, she was like, all right, my aunt is going to throw you us an engagement party at their house in Columbia. I'm just like, well, who's going to come? I don't have any friends in Columbia. <laughs> and she said, we have a lot of family and friends that will just come because when people throw parties, my family, everybody comes. Yeah. And I was like, all right, that sounds good. And I was like, they're going to all like, be speaking a bunch of English and stuff, though, right? And she was like, yeah. Uh, and uh, they do. They, they, they all speak English. They speak much more English than I speak Spanish. Um, but we get there. And it's this amazing, like a high-rise apartment, and uh, they have a, they hired a photographer with like l their own lighting. Wow! And then they had a live uh, music, Photo photographia, photographia. That's it. <laughs> that is it. Um, and everybody's so nice, and they kept bringing me this really nice scotch to drink, and they just kept bringing it. And I felt bad because it's so nice. And then I was like, "All right, sir, can I please have some just like regular wine?" And he said, okay, sure. And then he would just bring me more scotch because I don't speak Spanish. He just doesn't know. He just says yes. Everything and then brings me more. scotch. <laughs> Everything I said to him, he just brought me more scotch. And I just, like, I can't do this. That's, um, not, that's not the worst loss it, of communication. It was, it was, by the way, it was a very fun night. Um, and met a lot of her family and friends. And the night was winding down. I was so tired. It was the day we got there. And the keyboard guy is packing up. So there's a whole band. Uh, it's, no, it's just one guy with a keyboard. Okay. Um, and so he's packing up. He's been playing for a few hours, and we ate, we ate dinner at about 11 p.m. It was amazing. And, uh, and then some people start to leave, and I'm like, okay, good. Finally going to get to go to sleep. And then um, one by one, 11 men dressed identically with instruments walked into the apartment, <laughs> an 11-piece mariachi band, and they did a concert for about an hour. Yeah, that was insanely amazing. <laughs> those were the stories. Those were the stories that I saw. That I sh I stopped everything I was doing. I was in the mountains this weekend with friends. Like, you guys have to see this because <laughs> everyone is having a great time. Everyone's like pretty and Colombian. And then the camera pans over and Andrew's clapping like kind of offbeat, and he just looked like the most awkward white noodle boy. In my clapping bon bonobos shirt. It was one of the funniest things. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I love it. Yeah, thank you. I kept saying thank you to everything. It was like to the mariachi band. I was like, thank you guys. How many more songs do you guys think you're going to do? 
and they were they, it wasn't like they were performing for all of us. They were playing it at Anna and I Whoa. because it was in our honor. And so I don't know, didn't know any of the songs, but apparently they're all telling us about the love we will have for each other our whole lives. Mm. So the whole time they're doing it, this like hour concert, everyone's just watching us watch. And so I'm just smiling the whole time. I don't understand. I don't know when to react to things, but every now and then everyone will start cheering because they said a really romantic line, and I just be like, "Oh yeah, well, thanks for saying that." That's my favorite part of this song. <laughs> Mi corazón. It is going to be eternal. Yeah, uh, eternal. Um, also, I'm going to talk to Anna, and I'm going to get her to send me those stories, and I'm going to put them on our Instagram. Okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> when this comes out, there's some that I she probably didn't even post. I can <laughs> we can share with everyone. Um, and that was just the first night, so it was pretty. Uh, it was a pretty good time. We were there for three nights, and it felt like a full vacation. And I learned a lot and had a lot of fun. I'm very excited about my new family. Yeah, that's amazing. I gotta learn. I gotta learn Spanish though. The only thing I remember from Spanish class in high school is "El burro sabe más que tu madre," which is this is a letter to take home to your mom. A donkey knows more than your mother. Oh, that's yeah. what I. That's what I came out of high school with. So did you craft that together on your own, or did somebody say, "Hey, you want to know how to say a donkey is smarter than your mother?" Or did you like take the initiative and create that sentence? I think I created it, so it's probably incorrect, but it sounds not bad. Also, no te preocupes, si no. That's no worries if not in Spanish. Oh yeah, well we we do have a lot of. You know what? You know what surprised me? None of her family uh, knows about our podcast. What? Yeah. So that's why I feel so comfortable talking freely about it. Did you tell him about it? No. no. Okay, good. I said, this would be a great way for you to learn more about me. Yeah. (laughs) What my friends do. All my friends are super interesting people. Well, well, make sure to follow um, NWIN Podcast. Oh, yeah. We have it. Is it it NWIN Podcast? Yeah. Okay, yeah. On Instagram, I'll be posting those later this week. And let's all laugh at Andrew together as a community. Yeah, should be great. So we're going skiing with her, that same family in Colorado in December. So okay, but you're on. We're your gonna home be turf. on my home turf. Yeah. So I'm gonna be telling the waiter to bring them too much scotch. You're just gonna hire a guy to play Wonderwall at them. <laughs> I hire a, like an 11 piece, just like <laughs> Jason Mraz al- alternative band. <laughs> they just play "I'm Yours" for 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only romance song that we really have. So. Well, are you done dumb me in the bed? I'm filthy. Yeah, very good. I'd love that. Yeah, they're all very assertive, by the way. It's an assertive culture, so wow. I don't think they had. They probably don't ever say "No worries if not." I feel like I, you should invite me, and I should go as a "No worries if not" uh, undercover reporter. <laughs> I'll wear a wire. It'll be great. Yeah, we're gonna be. We're gonna go back. I'll probably think of some more. I just got back today. I'll probably think of some more stories to share. I'll from, ask you again next week. Yeah. Say, Andrew, how was Columbia? Now that you've had time to process it. Yeah, because we all repress some trauma, you know, and it takes the right trigger to bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a lot. Amazing. Okay, it is time to talk to the legend, English Nick. You're gonna love this. Um, stay till the end and. You know, he'll he'll tell you where to follow him, where you can go buy his tea, where you can sing with him. We get into all the details. You're gonna love it. Please enjoy this interview with English Nick. All right, we are here with someone who has accidentally become one of the most important people in my life. Well. English Nick, thanks for being here, dude. That is high praise. Well, it's it's true. I'm I don't I don't know if I'm proud of it. Aaron doesn't have that many important people. I was going to say, how many people? Are, you have a lot of followers on Instagram, though. Yeah, but they don't That's, mean anything. Not uh, like you. Well, we we connect at least twice a week. It seems it's something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've. Uh, I mean, I feel like people, listeners of the podcast, have already heard me talk talk about Dark Horse a lot. Yeah, Ten High down under the Dark Horse. Ten High. Yep, I still say Dark Horse. I I try to get better about that. It is Ten High. That is the karaoke bar, and Nick is uh, the shaman down there. MC, sing some songs. Mm -hmm. Sing when people aren't singing. Right. You Uh, play all the roles. It's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's one of my favorite things. Just to watch you do your thing. Like when you decide to help people, you just yeah. Yeah, you gotta hold hands a lot. Sometimes if they're sometimes if somebody's just screaming it too loud. For sure. And I know I can't help them at all. Yeah. I just back up and throw my hands in the air. Right. Because I'm like but then I'll feel bad and then jump back in. Yeah, yeah. Struggling. But yeah. Um, all right, we're gonna get into all that. Mm-hmm. But first, I wanna know what is your schedule like? Because you do so many things. Like what is your, your normal weekly schedule? Look my like? uh, my good friend and fellow broadcaster, 
I'm on 97.1 The River, Atlanta's classic hits, Middays. My friend Eric Von Hester is on WSB, our sister station, the Von Hester Doctrine. And whenever he has me on, we get into this territory. He's like, you have 17 jobs. <laughs> I'm like, well, no, I have two jobs. But I also co-own a tea shop, Dr. Bombay's in Candler Park, mm-hmm. which I just, I'm the errand boy for that. Yeah. And since COVID, it's not open as much. So uh, my schedule is uh, Monday through Friday, 10 to 3, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. on the radio at the river. And then um, Meddlesome is, is five nights a week if I want it. Like I take some nights off here and there. Right. So Monday is metal. Wednesday's 80s. Thursday is the 90s, 2000 thing we call Mellowsome because it's a little bit quieter than Meddlesome. Yeah, a lot more acoustic type stuff. And then Friday and Saturday, it's just, you've been there. It's 160 people crammed in there plus and uh, it's, anything goes. Everybody's wasted. Yeah, it's insane. When do you get home? Like, what is your sleep schedule? Well, here's the thing. I've never stayed to the end before. What time does it end? So Friday and Saturday ends at 2 a.m. Okay. The rest of the week, 1 a.m. Starts at 10.30 each night. For me, because I've done it for 18 years, like tonight, right? It's yeah. a Monday. Uh, I'll roll in. I can roll in at 10.25 if I want. Make sure my mic's working and just go. Yeah. And then if I want to get out of the door at 2.01 and jump on the motorcycle or get in the car, I'm gone. And I'm home. I live in Candle Park. I'm home by 2.10. Yeah. You know, so it's doable. Yeah. But there's mornings when you've had, if I have a few shots, which I don't try and do anymore because I'm, I'm not as young as I once were. None right, of us right. are, but... The older you get, the bigger the hangover. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's my schedule pretty much. And then the bomb base thing, I'm just, you know, I don't work the store that much. Right. Because you have a couple of employees. So, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I grew up on a dairy, I grew up on a farm. That's what so I was about I, to I ask. know what hard work <laughs> is in the UK chasing <laughs> sheep, chopping wood, doing the vegetable garden. Yeah. We don't have a vegetable garden. Leading, leading karaoke in your local pub. Well, it wasn't karaoke. I was in original bands in England playing pubs and stuff before I came here yeah, in yeah. 96. Okay, so walk us through that. What You were a sheep farmer? My, my dad was a shepherd on a massive estate. And as kids... That's we, what they call we, sheep farmer shepherds. Yeah, shepherd. you're right. <laughs> 600 breeding ewes. There was also a dairy farm part of it, like dairy herd, hundreds of acres of crops. And so as a kid, I, all I wanted to do was be on the farm with my dad. I loved it. But then I discovered rock and roll music around 15, 16 yeah, and that ruined everything. That, it was all downhill from that. Yeah, no more no, sheep for me. I had, friend, I had a group of friends who were riding motorcycles, at least starting to ride motorcycles at that age, and on the road. And they, had, they were Iron Maiden, Def Leppard, Saxon, Motorhead, all that new wave of British heavy metal. And then I had a group of friends who were into the jam and Selector and the specials. And those guys start, were starting to ride scooters. Because the jam in the 80s brought back the mod movement the way the Who had done in the 60s. But you didn't get quite so much, uh, as they say in England, argy-bargy. Like the, uh, the rockers on the Triumphs and BSAs and the scooter-riding mods would fight and battle on Brighton Beach. That's what the movie Quadrophenia features. Okay. So it's it was, like Green Street hooligans, but for music? Yeah, kind of. But okay. it was more about the motorcycles and the, what they, what they, the mods are in suits with their parkers and their crappy little scooters that didn't go very fast. I was going to say, I, I think I would put my money on the, the motorcycle guys, right? You'd be surprised. I mean, <laughs> like was, the Vespa yeah. boys? Yeah. So it was a thing. It was a big thing. It was, it was like front page news in the 60s. That thing happened in the 80s. It was more about the music in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there were some skinheads who got into it with us for a while. In, in, the, in the wilds of West Country, England, you come out of the pub and they're waiting, you know? Yeah. And oh my gosh, that's terrifying. But I was so small, but I was, you know, 100 pounds soaking wet. I, had, I was like, I'm out. Yeah. Just picturing a bar with like loud rock music coming from it. And then outside, just scattered in the parking lot, Vespas everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> like, Vespas. Yeah. And, you know, back then the bikers had massive like, chains that they would yeah. lock their bikes up with. It's I mean, a Vespa gang. Yeah. It's like, oh, what's going yeah. on in there? Um, what were the bands you would listen to on the sheep farm when you were herding um, that made you be like, I got to get out of this farm? Well, it wasn't really at that point. I didn't want to get out. I loved the farm and life. I loved, I did it after I left school. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, you, you weren't like, I got to get out of here. No, yeah. but it was, um, so listening in the beginning for me, the bands that first spoke to me, I remembered Pyromania by Def Leppard was the first thing I bought on cassette. Because I didn't grow up with a record player, right? I, my 15th birthday, I got a, one of those radio cassette recorders, mm-hmm. like a small boombox. And I had some friends who were listening to stuff. So you just start recording stuff off the radio. But I remember my cousin who was into punk rock, who was older than me, you know, 
Adam and the Ants, uh, Sex Pistols, The Clash, Echo and the Bunnymen. I remember going to my aunt's house on a Saturday night and my older cousin's leaving with his punk rock friends. I'm like, who are these scary people? <laughs> right, right. And so I was too young for that. But then when the, when the thrash metal, when Metallica started showing up, and that was the mixture of punk and new wave of British heavy metal, uh, that really spoke to me then. And yeah. it was rebellious and they were a jeans and t-shirt band. And you, you know, I got to see them with their original bass player, and it was—they were my band for a long time, until right after the Black Album. And I kind of lost interest in it for a minute. Sense. Well, but I still at, have a I lot mean, of respect for them. At Tin High, that is ooh, when it starts, and you start with Inner Sandman. Yeah, I'm just like, buckle up, boys, we're going for a ride. Because <laughs> I got some gravel, and I know the song. Yeah, yeah. And also on Mondays, the old school Metallica, like for whom the bell tolls, and Master of Puppets. I love all that. So, um, so that was the stuff I was listening to, the Led Zeppelin and the Queen and all that stuff. Oh, that's the older dudes. That's the parents' bands, you know? But now I've come to respect, can't help but respect Led Zeppelin and Queen and all that stuff. So Yeah, of course. What was uh, the, the town, village you grew up I in? I grew up in a village called Sturton, which is spelled S-T-O-U-R-T-O-N. So it looks like Stourton. Got it. In the middle of Sturton, there's Stourhead Gardens, which is a massive national yes. trust. That's so British. I love it. Garden. <laughs> and they shot the Sense and Sensibility movie with Kira Knightley. Uh-huh. The scene where she's running through the rain from the church up to this like temple thing. I haven't seen it, but that is so Kira Knightley. That's a quarter of a mile from where I She was in a corset, of course. Yeah. It's one yeah. of those movies you you feel like you've seen it from hearing the title and who's in it. For sure. Oh, well, I, I love because I was hoping it was like, you know, uh, was Seton? What do you say it was called? Sense and Sensibility. It was no, a no, remake. No, 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 the village. Oh, Sturton. Yeah, Sturton on Broadsdale. Sturton in Wiltshire. Up, up Nottingham Lindsay. Like, yeah, you same, know, there's like, it just keeps right. going. I was Sounds like it was a team that. Ted Lasso would play against. We, <laughs> we, got, we got Sturton this week. Have you ever seen, you've seen Broadchurch, right, with David Tennant? Yes, I was obsessed so with that last year. All, all the, he, he's not, his character's not from that area. He comes there as the outside cop, right? Yeah. The old, like Olivia Coleman, she talked like that, my darling, or are we down there in the West Country now? That's what I grew up with, like that. It's a Bristol, West Country, Devon, Corn, it's all, it's various versions of it, but that's what it is. It's okay, West ooh, that's country. scary. You brought that up and I was like, there's a lot of like, ooh, child murder? You're talking about the voice, you're talking about the accents. The, the accents they put. <laughs> and some of it's a bit too thick for my liking, but, and that was actually shot in a, ta- in a town, a seaside town called, um, what the hell, I can't remember what it's called, but it's, it's on the coast there, right near where I grew up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah. takes me back to a uh, <laughs> quick story. Um, the dating girl last year for a little bit and congrats, congratulates, congratulate me. Congratulations Thank on so dating, dating that girl last year. Find a little bit. What's a little bit? For a month. Okay. It was, it was a, it was Did quick you bring thing. her to karaoke? No. Uh, you dated someone? It, it was before. For a whole it was early. Month? It was early COVID. Like, uh, y'all weren't even open. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But did you at least walk her by? Be like, this is where I usually. She knew. Find my happiness. Yeah, I mean, my dating profile was like four pictures there. Yeah. You know, everyone probably knows. probably some videos somewhere of oh, you of, doing your so thing. so many videos. Um, but uh, we were both watching that show. <laughs> this is kind of the night it, it ended. Uh, but my neighbor's <laughs> friends came up the stairs. We were sitting on our shared porch watching, our nose like a Zoom wine class, you know, and we were yeah. just having some wine. Mm-hmm. This guy came up. He looked like David Tennant. He did. I never met him. So I told him that. He didn't know who he was. I showed him a picture. Do you know the story? <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So we explained what the show was kind of like real briefly. He, yeah. he hangs out for 10 minutes, picks up something from my neighbors, leaves. And then the girl that I was kind of dating uh, goes, have fun murdering kids. To you? No, to the dude. To oh. we didn't know. Oh, and he oh, didn't know what oh. the show was about. He oh. just knew he looked like the guy. So he just stopped and turned around. And he's like, what? Yeah, because he didn't know the premise of no, the show. No, and no one we were with <laughs> And he announced, show. hey, I haven't seen that. I'll check it out. Yeah, and then she yelled an inside and also, joke. also, David Tennant's the cop. He didn't murder a kid in the no. show. It was, it was wrong in so many ways. <laughs> She'd have been better saying, hey, why don't you get back in your TARDIS and leave? Because he was Doctor Who for a long time. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I really feel for her because we've all had a, hey, have fun murdering kids moment. Mm-hmm. where we've said the thing we're not supposed to say. Absolutely. And then you know it immediately, but then you kind of have to lean into it because you said it so confidently. Yeah. Because he yeah. was probably like, what? And she was like, have fun murdering those children. Yeah. And he's just like, that's what I thought you said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then throwing them off a, a cliff. Yeah. yeah. And so then I had to be like, oh, I think that was a reference to, and then it just ruined the whole night. Yeah, and dude. also in your, in your situation, you're now the person who's around this person who made this off color comment yeah. or whatever. Yep, and it ended that night. We've all been there, too. Yeah, she took a turn where she was having a bad night after that. She was embarrassed, and that was it. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, so thanks <laughs> Did you for... ever see that guy again? Yeah, I see him a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we've talked about it. It's fine. You laugh about it now. I know. Well, yeah. th- thanks for triggering me, bringing a broad it's church. A, that's yeah. a great way to get someone to break up with you. You know, that classic scenario in a TV show. She's like, oh, what if I could get them to break up with me? Yeah. Maybe I'll just start talking about yes. murdering kids a lot. <laughs> that'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. There's many things that'll do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, not, it. that's probably top five. Yeah. Um, that's a great show. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Yes. Yeah, three Both seasons. Yeah. I, yeah, I haven't, seasons, I haven't yeah. seen it, but so far I just know that it's about kids getting killed yes. and you guys are recommending it. It's a, it's a cop procedural. There's not, you don't see it. Like it's, it's great. It's great writing. Great They're always just like, Hey, last yeah. night some kids got killed. We won't, they don't show yeah. it. Bloody Twitter. That's the thing yeah. I remember David Tennant saying. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. How did, how did you get to our, our sweet, sweet country? I, uh, so in 94, I was in a band. We were playing a festival locally in Dorset, which is the county neighboring Wiltshire. Where they all talk like that, like that, my darling. And this guy from Atlanta was Drew Young. He was a friend of a friend. He was in a band here called Ruben Kincaid. They were based out of Athens. He was there visiting. We kept in touch like back then, 94, 95 was writing letters, you know? Yeah. And he was like, you ever want to come visit the States? You got a place to stay. So I came over in September of 95. And the first night I was here, we were at the Highland, got these right, Highland Pub, Highland Inn, the one yeah. on the far end of the Highlands. Highland yeah. Pub, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, down near Emmett Park. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's this young lady in there. We were just making eyes, got talking. She was from New York. She was in here in Atlanta doing a psychology degree. And we hit it off and we hung out most of the 10 days I was here. Yeah, she heard the accent and she was like, I'm in. I guess. And, and it turns out she had a really famous dad and a really famous uncle. Her name was Pia Sulk. And her uncle was Jonas and her dad was Lee. Okay. So Lee was the child psychologist. Jonas, we all know polio. Cured it. <laughs> Major dude, right? I mean, he's like the Fauci of then. Yeah. Uh, although, to... although, you know. All right. Cure. Anyway. <laughs> So we, 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 I, we ended up staying in touch. I went home to England. She came and visited me in December. I came back in February of 96 and we were married a year later and then it didn't work out. But at that point, life was here. Yeah, you know? right. I actually reconnected with her last year. Somehow, somehow, she posted something and I commented and then we talked on the phone for a bit. Wow. And so uh, she's in Connecticut now or somewhere. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's how I came to be here. Okay. Yeah. And then radio happened a few years later through a friend of a friend. I really dug radio here because at that point in the late 90s, 99X was still a major radio station. And there was no radio like that in England. Like it was top 40 all day and then it was specialist alternative or metal shows at night. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I got involved through a friend and then I just, and I knew nothing about it, but I just, I knew I wanted to do it. Started doing promotions, like, you know, driving vans and stuff. And then mm-hmm. as, as people leave and on air positions come up, just Kept doing it. Did a local music show for a long time over there at 96 Rock. And then when that was killed, I went to 99X. And then 99X had Rock 100.5. X was gone. Rock 100.5 needed a nighttime jock. I did that. Then they got the Braves. Then the crash happened in 09. I was out for two years. And then the river for 10 years. That's really quick radio history. Yeah, for Which real. these days, like I said, includes jumping on the Von Hester show on 95.5 WSB News and Talk. Yeah. 99X, uh, I mean... That that's kind of where my music taste came from. Yeah, I feel like I, I remember hearing Muse for the first time, mm-hmm. the Absolution album. I think Hysteria or Time Is Running Out. I was probably fifteen, fourteen, and I stopped what I was doing and turned it up on the radio. I can I just remember it, and I was like, I never heard anything like this. <laughs> like this is so yeah. crazy, kind of creepy. Um, that is. And then I started listening to harder stuff, and it was yeah, it was ninety nine X, and I was like, I listened every day and learned about so much music. Yeah, for me, it was like, okay, like, oh, um, the big Everclear song. They were playing the hell out of that and going to see Everclear. Santa Monica? Yeah, going to see Everclear sold out at what used to be the Roxy, which is now the Bucket Theater. Yeah. It was crazy, right? That was so on. And all those bands, Foo Fighters at the Masquerade Music Park. Yeah. You know, all these different bands. Big Rock at Stone Mountain was a big thing. Yeah, I saw Radiohead at the, at the Stone Mountain. I saw Black Eyed Peas and Hoobastank. <laughs> Radiohead... <laughs> came on on a Friday night and it had been raining off and on. Yeah. But the rain had gone. The support band was off. Radio had come on. And there's these massive, all of a sudden these massive drops starting to fall. It was big drops, you know, but it was, it was sporadic. As soon as they started playing, the skies cleared. And it was in rainbows. It's Tom York, isn't it? Man? Yeah. No, it was way before in rainbows. I know, I but know. I mean, I believe that people like Tom York are really not of this earth. I think he's wow. my, a bit of an alien. And I love it. I love all the things he does. Yeah. He was at the Fox a few years ago, pre-pandemic, his solo show, and it was just, it, it was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, he's just, it's genius. 
Wow, that, that did not happen when Fergie took the stage with the Black Eyed Peas. No, no he didn't feel that connection. <laughs> no, but with the they they gave the Uber Uber stank. I can't be dealing with that. Band. I know, I know. They they, uh, they handed out Hooters koozies when we walked in. I was like thirteen. And so I had that, <laughs> and then I got an opportunity to meet the bands. So I got Hoobastank to sign my Hooters koozie. You yep. still have it? I don't. Uh, maybe. Might in be a worth box. something, dude. Yeah. And then um, I doubt it. <laughs> Hoobastank no. Hooters koozie. Google Google it. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. It's a lot of a lot of who's. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then um, someone bet me ten dollars to tell Fergie she was hot to her face, and I did it. Yeah. I was so nervous. What was this say? a meet and greet? Like, a, yeah, it was like a little yeah. meet and greet thing. Yeah. I, I, and she goes, "Oh, you're sweet," and that was it. Yeah. We had a real connection. And she was like, also security. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get somebody. Were you, like, a tall, were you a tall lad when you were 13? How tall were you? Uh, a little bit. Trying yeah, to see where, where your eye line was compared to where Fergie's, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her uh, eyes were. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Are we making eye contact? She, uh, they, were, they were seated. <laughs> they were seated behind she, the thing. They were or she was? Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, everyone was. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just walked through the line. It was yeah. all seated. Everybody was seated, yeah. We were more of a, a 104.7 The Fish family. <laughs> oh, yeah. Growing up. Which and is still a station. The Fish is still they're going. They're still going. Because it has its it has its demo. They're doing exactly what they're trying to do. Absolutely. Uh, and then my first two concerts were both Toby Mac. So... <laughs> I actually met uh, a DJ from cultured. the Fish for the first time the other day. I was doing a 9-11 memorial motorcycle ride, raising money for you know uh, people that were affected from yeah. 9-11. Were they protesting or were they... For no, they were there as one of the radio sponsors. And gotcha. It was one of, it I, I can't happen. remember her name, but she was very nice. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Toby Mac. That's Do you know Toby Mac? No, I have no I idea. I feel like you don't oh, know a ton we, of old Christian we, music. Should we play some <laughs> no. Toby Mac? Toby Mac sounds like he could be a country artist, too. He mm-hmm. could be, to be honest. He, he could do anything. He could have done anything he wanted. That's how talented Isn't he is. Isn't a DC Talk? Does that ring a bell? DC Talk. Jesus Freak? Yes. That was the that's guy. Like I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's one of his songs. rocked hard. It was the, he was in that band and they broke. Yeah. Well, let's okay. stop, like let's stop POD. talking about We don't want to oh, talk yeah. about a bunch of Christian rock anymore. <laughs> yeah. That was the stuff that kind of. Yeah, P.O.D. Switchfoot, where I was like... P.O.D.'s on the yeah. Metal Some Monday list. It is. Yeah. There we go. Is it Boom? Every day is a new day. That one. Yeah. Thankful. Was yeah. Mute Math Christian? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. They I were think. art. Weren't they more art rock than Christian? I don't know. Well, they were, it was it was like a Switchfoot. It was like, if you listen uh, to it, the yeah, lyrics they, are about God. We're not going to say it, but I, we believe is it. Is it a love song, or is it about Jesus? Or is it a love song to Jesus? You know I don't hate the Switchfoot <laughs> hit. I think it's a good song. Meant to Live? Yeah. I love yeah. that song. Yeah, I song. love Switchfoot. I would, John Foreman's an incredible song. I would song, go right? see him tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. i go see Toby Mac tomorrow. He's still touring. I don't know how old. I think he's 60. Good for him. Where's a lot of fedoras? That's, that's yeah. his vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's um, let's get to the good stuff. Not yep. that everything hasn't been good. Uh, let's talk about Ten High. We yeah. want to talk about karaoke, the best, the worst. But first, I would Aaron's. This is a big part of Aaron's life is performing karaoke, mostly at Dark Horse and at Ten High. I would like you to critique him. Oh, his, oh yeah, his biggest strengths and weaknesses. I don't, I don't normally, you know, we're not in the business ever. You know this because you don't For you sure. want people to come back. So yeah, no judgment. In my mind. There's you many you times can't tonight. stop Aaron from coming back. Yeah. No, I know. But I don't, I don't, like, you know how to use a microphone. That's, that's half the battle with that gig because it is loud. Yeah. So if you got to be on the, up on the mic, and you know how to do that because you, because you do stand up comedy too, yeah. right? Yeah. I haven't much recently. Right. Yeah. But you have done it. So, um, yeah, I don't have too much to say. I don't. I think your song choice. Uh, I sound like that, Simon Cowell. That, now. that sounds like you hate my performance. Your song like, choice. Yeah, you can hold great. a mic. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> he's a. It's like when you go see a band, a local band, and you're like, oh, they're tight. Yeah, like, they have rhythm. Whereas if I if I love a band, you're not going to need to ask me anything about it. You're going to see from my reaction how I feel about it. You know. Yeah, for sure. It's um, like, hey, do you like the movie? The, well, I mean, the cinematography. Hmm. Yeah, that, that editor was really good. <laughs> no, in fact, you like doing a certain killer song because there's a part where I ad-lib, uh, drink right now. Yeah, you don't have to drink right now. And I say drink right now, and I drink with the crowd. You know? Yeah, we so, cheer yeah. sometimes. Yeah. It's a good little So I don't have any critique for you. There's so nothing that you do wrong. Strengths are microphone holding and song selection. Yeah, I've never fallen into the drums. I've seen yeah. people do that. You, you, know? you don't... Oh. One guy, the first guy who sang this past Saturday night stage-dived... <laughs> Are you he, kidding? He, he got done with the song and we had a new security guy. Steve, who's the best security guy, wasn't right. there. This new guy. And Shout out he, to Steve. He had no idea what, was, what to do. The guy just, he got done with the song, put the mic up, and he was so tall that all he had to do was like just step up. Yeah, so people haven't been there. There are two railings, yeah. like two levels of like railings. waist-high railings. Yeah. It's because what happened in the old days was 
people would just keep trying to get not get on stage when it wasn't their turn. The drunker they get, they don't understand. So, I, I yeah. get that. So that's what that's there for. And he just he took one step and he launched himself off of it. But uh, we didn't throw. We didn't, I didn't follow up and say throw that guy out because I was like I don't I don't like to be that guy. Was it his friends that he jumped on? Did, um, some of it, them, but not all of them. Did Most they, of his did they catch the him? They did, but it was like he wasn't flying hard. Yeah. He just you know, he stepped off and landed. The crowd was not as into it as he was. No, he, and he wasn't that great. He was. He thought he was great. He yeah, didn't deserve it. He didn't those. earn it. No. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that, no, there's no stage dive in there. It's not big enough. Yeah. What are? I mean, what, if you stage dive, you're gonna know your, your head's gonna go into the toilet. That's how small that place <laughs> That's is. True. In the back. Yeah. Heesh. Yeah. What are some horror stories? Because I know a lot of people have been banned oh. forever. Um, what are What are the big uh, no nos? There's a lot, I know. There's but. a lot, but be respectful to the people that are on stage. Don't F with the musicians when they're... Like, some people will take their microphone, especially these days, you know, during this whole thing with COVID. Yeah. They want to stick their mic in the guitar player's face. Like, number one, he already has a mic. And number two, if he wants to sing, he'll sing. So, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, don't mess with the gear, the drums, anyway, because there's no more amps anymore because it's all fractal and all these different things that guitar players use where they don't need an, a cabinet on stage. It's like through a board into the, into the sound system. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah, just be respectful and, don't, and be respectful to the people around you because when it's packed, you know, people get... I mean, my girlfriend was there this past Saturday night and she went to see a friend who was leaving going upstairs and there was just one drunk girl who just wouldn't let her go get by. And then when she did, she pushed her. And I'd never seen my girl, Kristen, so... And she came back and she said, that girl's got to go. Yeah. You know, because she couldn't believe it happened twice. When she, the girl was just had it in for her. Yeah. And then, you know, people... There was a girl a couple of weeks ago who got glassed. Stitches in the head. Staples. Like glasses, like hit with a glass bottle? Yes. All because her and a girl got in a shoving match. The other girl's boyfriend tried to get involved. And when the other girl pushed the boyfriend, the girlfriend... Took a bottle straight over her head. Good. Charges are being pressed. Yeah. yeah. Never seen that in real life. I haven't either. No, I didn't see it. I heard about it. I was, it was over in the back by the bathroom. Even, so even in the, the skinhead scooter bar, that didn't happen. It's, it's one of those no. things that you don't want it to happen, but if it's going to happen, I would like to see it. Yeah. You know, a long, long time ago when we first started doing it, and the boys from Yacht Rock, you know, Yacht Rock are massive now. They yeah. started in the basement. like They were like once a month on a Thursday. I used to go to that. Yeah. There's the light up dance floor. And now they, they sell out Chastain Park, you know. Right. They tour the country. Uh, Mark, the drummer, he was there one night just hanging out and he went to the bar and he accidentally bumped into a guy and the guy kind of like, got into it a little bit. He's like, look, man, I'm sorry. You know, it's packed. Sorry. Mm. So he walks back over by the front door. Guy comes over, doesn't say a word, smashes the bottle on the shelf there and sticks him in the neck with it. And he's wearing a white t-shirt. And I saw the picture when he finally, because fin obviously called the ambulance. Lucky it missed, it missed his main. God. I mean, is that, it could have been yeah fatal so and that's a kill shot yeah yeah so when by the time he got to the hospital the whole white shirt was just completely red so people are excuse my french i mean it's people if you can't go out and drink and be civil then just stay home yeah you know if i get bumped tonight i'm stabbing a drummer in the neck there you go better poor, not be poor mark, yacht mark, rock called, guys. mark called one of the nicest guys in the world now a family man you know almost lost it yeah. I mean, you know, don't want it to happen to me, but if it did, that's a pretty good story. Mm -hmm. I got I got glassed in the neck. Yeah. yeah well, what, what song did he get glassed to? <laughs> I don't remember that. Is there one that, song that, that gets the people glassing? No. I don't. Well, who knows? I mean, it's it's happened twice in 18 years that I yeah. know of. So here we are. Yeah. We got to find the pattern. Yeah, they yeah. Kicked that I got, off the I got list. glass to video killed the radio star. Yeah. Like, I don't know. yeah let's let's get rid of all the buggles. <laughs> right. Mm. Um, I okay. Mine here. Does we get a glass warning for this next song? Yeah. Right. Um, since you guys asked several times, here are my karaoke rules. Um, <laughs> yeah, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. What do you What do you think about all this karaoke stuff? What are your rules? Oh, thank you, Andrew. Um, I don't pressure people into performing. These are different because you're on stage. You're a host. No, I don't like people. it when people do that. Yeah. So yeah. because I go so much and everyone knows I go, I post about it all the time. Um, yeah, you know, I say like people are like I don't want to sing. I'm like, fine, just come hang out. Like mm -hmm. I will not pressure you at all. Watch me sing. Yeah, what you say exactly. Yeah, yeah. I just want. You I need think the I want you to sing? <laughs> <laughs> You're actually not allowed to sing. You're here to support me. Yep. Yeah. Um, other thing, you know, if if you got a killer voice, fine, go for it. But it's about entertaining. Mm -hmm. You're Blake Shelton's not going to turn a chair around. Just relax a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Pick a song people like. Yeah. You know, just. 
it's for everybody. It's not just for you. Just entertain and have fun. Um, let's see. You're a generous performer. You do it. You do it for the people. Yep. It takes some balls to get up there, especially with a live band. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So I, if people, you know, forget the lyrics, if they sound terrible, I applaud no matter what. A lot of people don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Within reason, as long if they're not. Imagine awful. going going to live band karaoke and holding your applause, <laughs> just being like, "Ah, he didn't really do it for me." It's like, yeah, it's a guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah, a yeah, person yeah. that signed up their name. <laughs> yeah. She's sure. like, they weren't good enough for me. Yeah. Mm, just little like, little well, pitchy. Yeah. I How always, much were your tickets? <laughs> I always try and sell it that way. I'm always like, we're all in the same boat here, having a few drinks, having a fun time. Yeah. Not judging anybody. And yeah. It kind of it does hurt me a little bit when people do sing and everybody else is either so busy on their damn cell phone, right, or just uninterested. It's yeah. like, well, then don't you know? Because it all goes around. When you get up, you want some love, you know. And the band is fantastic, no matter who's singing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, yeah. they did a great job. That is a thing. You, I mean, you know this, but I tell people if they're nervous, I'm like, if if you get self conscious, just pull the mic a little far, you know, further away, and Nick will save you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what you do. You're the safety net. It's great. I'd imagine people often take the opposite and they have an instinct to be like, oh, I'm not doing well. I must, I should probably be louder. And there's people <laughs> oh. who's like, well, that is not the problem. Yeah, yeah. I I'll, get a handful of people who, when I start trying to help, they'll look at me and say, shh. Whoa. They'll shush me. I'm like, so when you do that to me, okay, you're on, you're on your own. I'm backing off the microphone now, mate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. And then the last one is know the song. You know, it's just, yeah. for the most part, obviously, it's also different because it's not the normal karaoke track that has the little slider where you know exactly when it's coming in. Yeah, sometimes one of the girls in the booth, Amy, whoever, Alicia, whoever's Josie, whoever's doing the thing, they will bank, they will do the mouse thing. Yep. But some people, I mean, let's face it, we start at 10.30, by the time we get to 12.30, people are getting up, especially on the weekends, yeah, it's yeah. a mess. There was two dudes the other night singing a song together, I can't remember what the song was, but they did not sing together once. Like one guy would start the first line of a verse uh-huh. and then the other guy would start like a two, two, two words later singing the first word. Yeah. And I was just like, nah. Yeah. I just, I just give up. Oh, at that point. Because I've seen people get up there and I'm like, have you heard this? Have you heard music before? Yeah. Much people, like this, this song, they just stand there and don't even try. Yeah. You can see it in their eyes as the music starts. Like, oh, this is not the song I thought it was. Yeah. It's like, They're just standing there looking. They have a Vietnam flashback. Just... <laughs> Just you know, off. one thing we used to do, which I miss, and we, we started this a few years into it, was Rick when Rick Rolling became a thing online. Mm-hmm. If somebody was so bad, right, they weren't singing, they were so drunk, they were for, especially if they were just standing there staring and not trying, we would kill the lights, <laughs> get uh, Never Gonna Give You Up ready on the YouTube, and then just bring the lights back up and blast it would be on everybody would be singing Rick Astley and the person would leave the stage <laughs> like you know head in their hands oh my god! and most people took it as a joke but sometimes especially like younger girls and stuff they would be mortified and just head straight for the exit you know so we stopped doing it but I really wish we would have a night where we did it because it was it's a lot of fun for me seeing that happen. yeah you should do it that's yeah. what we do at the comedy club in a way oh really at the open mic at Laughing Skull at least it's they put up 20 comedians mm-hmm. for the open mic so everybody has to stick to their time and they four minutes and if they go if they hit five minutes they cut their mic and they start playing Enya on oh, full the big, blast the big Enya song the big Enya yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah the, sail away or sail yeah, yeah. And uh, it's hilarious because because they cut their mic. They're trying to keep talking, but nobody can. I love. They it. just have to leave. Yeah, yeah. And people get furious. But the because the room loves the Rick Astley song, and of course you know, now he's touring again with New Kids on the Block next year. Is he really? They're going to do fifty dates. It's a uh, En Vogue, uh, Salt and Pepper, Rick Astley, and New Kids. Whoa! And I saw it pop up today. It was announced today. They even brought an the promoter brought an ice cream cake to the station because yeah. you know B ninety eight point five is our sister station. They're all about it. Yep. And uh, so. Um, I looked up the ages of new kids. They're all like 51, 52. The youngest one is 48. Is that but Joey? They, uh, yeah, I think so. And they all, look, they all look. Nailed it. They all look pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, they've kept, they're, they're, they've kept up pretty good. Donnie's been crushing it. Yeah. Good so, actor now. Yeah. I saw In Vogue a couple years ago. Yeah. Unbelievable. What a man, what a man, what a man. They were so good. That's right, yeah. It was, it was one of those uh, free tickets, all right? First That's of all. fine. I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, they're great. They're just, you know, it's not something I'd be like, I got to go to the Invoke show. Yeah. So you're but sitting up waiting for the tickets to release? It was a, yeah, it was a, one of the, ra- like, Star 94 or something, and I was going as a, a jingle ball. As an influencer. Yeah, something. Yeah, Winter Jam. And um, <laughs> this is, I feel so bad for the Indigo Girls, 
because it was like in vogue the indigo girls and then big boy from outcast a big boy um, a force like every, uh, of mean, course yeah. and it was you know in atlanta yeah. i mean yeah, indigo was, girls still play play the decatur festival last weekend sure. the amplify festival they still do their thing and but, they're, yeah. they're fantastic yeah. but you know the crowd is 90 percent black mm-hmm. and so i saw like five instagram stories of the indigo girls it was so funny and then people posting be like what is this? Yeah. Who are these ladies? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I felt so bad for them. Just yeah. you saying, I felt so bad for the Indigo Girls. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. But um, Kaylee Hammock, who's a up and coming country star, she has a song with Chris Stapleton now. Mm-hmm. Incredible voice. That kind of old school. She was on the same bill? She was on the same bill. I found mm-hmm. out about her yeah. then. Um, and yeah, she is, she, I love her music now. And we're Instagram pals. She's great. I'm going to hit her about being on the pod. Yeah, Stapleton yeah. is a monster. His if, voice if she, and everything. It's crazy. Yeah. If she's not a guest on the podcast, that means that Aaron asked and she didn't respond. That's true. I'm going to ask tonight and then I can follow up next week and we'll see how that goes. Um, what, who, you said you have an Instagram band friend, right? Like you, you had some band that your, your pals with or messaged on Instagram. Oh, yeah. You were saving a story oh, for us. So anyway. Oh, yeah. So there's this amazing band. I think they're amazing. They're from Bristol. They're called Idols. I-D-L-E-S. Uh, they've, the first time they came to Atlanta, they played Masquerade. Yeah. Then they came to Shaking Ease a few years ago. My cousin lives in Bristol half of his life, and so he's watched them come up from in the last 10 years. They were they DJed at clubs, but then they decided, we want to make our own music. So it's post-punky kind of stuff. Very socially aware. You know, they're, the singer's wife, she works. she's a nurse for the National Health Service, so they did a big outdoor gig just recently on the Downs in Bristol, thousands of people, and they gave away a bunch of tickets to national health care workers. And so they're just amazing. So I've really gotten into them. And I had I took some pictures at Shaky Knees and built, had this little, in one of my bathrooms, made a montage of the pictures with the, the Idols poster. And I posted it. And he said something about it. Oh, cool. And then we messaged. And yeah. his name's Dev. And so they're coming again. They're doing, they're about to start a US tour this week or next week. And they're going to be in Asheville on the 20th. They're going to be at Shaky Knees on the Saturday. They're going to play a late night show at Masquerade. So I, I'm going to, do some messaging and but it's always a good feeling when the people you have mad respect for like those guys because i think they're just amazing they're amazing live band like it's a really physical the guitar players are on top of the crowd and it's you know it's just it's just a great they're a great honest band i think yeah and so um and i miss and i like danger i like good songs and i like danger a little bit in rock and roll you know yeah, like, like getting glass. That's why I like people like Iggy and I like the Jesus Lizard, these bands that push it a little bit. You know? Right, right. And so um, they're very Gang of Four, too, um, if you're familiar with that. I don't band. know Gang of Four. Yeah, Idols are they get a lot of influence. Yeah, Idols them. is, uh, he, yeah, seems just like a little screamy. I feel like they're he in like is, a prison yeah. yard. A little bit, yeah. Kind of vibe. Yeah. Like they'd be outside at a, at a Vespa biker bar. Kinda. They, yeah. they would, and they would kick all the skinheads' butts, probably. Yeah. I know. They're very in, they, you know, they songs about. Um, you know, just equality and acceptance and immigrants coming into the UK and they're very anti-conservative party as most punk rock bands are. Yeah, yeah. What? I mean, the Tories. <laughs> yes, exactly. Who knew? What's yeah. interesting is a lot, of the, a lot of the punks are like, no, get the vaccine. And I'm all about it personally. Right. Because I, I want to travel. I want to go to England and see my parents for Christmas. I want. You're also... You know, Five nights a week in a dungeon. Yes. And I'm, here's the thing. <laughs> you get tested I, every day. <laughs> I, I should be the living, walking experiment example because I had COVID seriously in July of 2020. Yeah. I was out like, for didn't two Didn't you all open and then you immediately got COVID and then close? No, what, <laughs> I did, like two weeks into it. Yeah. yeah. But um, <laughs> they kept going on Mondays though. Anyway, whatever. I was gone for like three months. I was like, I'm not coming back there until yeah, yeah. it's really going again. And then I had the shot. I got the shot in April, the two shots. And the first shot knocked me out for like seven hours symptoms again. Yeah. But um, ever since then, I mean, you've seen it. It's madness. Yeah. Hardly any mask around anywhere. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, that's, uh, you know, I, did, I didn't go back for No, like I know. Year. I remember when you came back and you were nervous. Yeah. And a lot of people, I ran into somebody the other day who said the same thing to me. He's like, I was at the Candler Park Festival this weekend and he was like, man, I want to come back. But I was standing there a few weeks back and I felt really nervous. And that's understandable. For sure. On weekends. Yeah. Like now, as I came back as soon as I got fully vaccinated mm-hmm. and, you know, just was avoiding weekends. And I'm still feeling a little weird about weekends. Just I just... It just feels weird to be shoulder to shoulder with people again. We all know that weekend people are the ones that carry the virus. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the weekend people. What was your first song back? Each other's masks and stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It was probably when you were young, so I could get the full, you know, 10 high Nick experience. Yeah. Yeah. Drink right now. Drink right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Love it. I had my first karaoke experience where I sang in Nashville a few weeks ago. I don't. Oh. I just. I shouldn't do. On that. the on the main. Is it Broadway? That main. No, strip? we were at a oh. dive bar called Santa's. Have you heard of Santa's? No. Oh. Is it just regular karaoke? It's the only time I've ever been. Yes. There's it like is a, a guy double there. wide trailer. He like Shut sets up. up his laptop and has a speaker, and there's like 40 people in there, and uh, all the comedians were going, which is a bunch of us after. Uh, show at Zany's and uh, and Ari Shafir was there because he was headlining and I was just like really trying to impress him and he was like <laughs> he was like acting like he was gonna do it and so like somebody was like we're gonna put your name in there and I was like okay because I was like I guess if Ari's gonna do it I'm not gonna be the only one that doesn't do it and I went up there and I think I did so bad that he was like I'm not doing it <laughs> what did you sing <laughs> well I wanted to <laughs> it was very late uh, I wanted to do it was a Survivor song called uh, Is This Love Nice no, White Snake white snake yeah no well, it was a survivor version I it. oh okay i got you or, i don't know interesting it's probably part of the problem they didn't have it uh and so i panicked because you said the wrong probably because i said the <laughs> wrong thing yeah. i know it was it's a survivor song it's probably called something else is it love that you're feeling that's white snake is this love? It's white snake yeah why the tiger is the big survivor song but they got one yeah. more and i can't remember the name of it it was a hit well that was uh now i'm learning why this went so badly so they're like we don't have that one <laughs> And then, I, then I'm still standing up there because you go up there and the, the, he says, "What do you want?" And you're holding the microphone. He's like, oh, you don't sign up in advance. No, it's not a good, uh, not a good system. Yeah. Uh, and so I said, "Oh, what's the song Aaron always does? I'll do Semi Charmed Kind of Life." And I thought I knew the words to that. Well, oh, Semi Charmed Life. First semi, of all, yeah, so you're semi, already starting bad. Again. First, I just need to learn the song titles, probably. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of words in that song. There, it's like a rap and, song, and it don't quit. Yeah. Once it starts. For sure. So back to uh, Know the Song. You got to know the song. Got to know the that song. Is, so I also choose the song based on who I'm with. So if it's uh, Thursday and there's new people and I'm trying to impress them, I'll do that song. Yeah, yeah. You know? People love that song. It's so fun. Yeah. I, I've never been a huge... I, I, I get the song. I like the song. But yeah. every time I've seen him do stuff live, I'm like, what's going on with yeah, this Stephen Jenkins guy? Yeah. Yeah. It's more and of then a, he dated Charlize Theron for a minute. I was like, why is he dating Charlize I know. Theron? He needed to hold on. Jeez. He didn't. He was too cool. Speaking of celebrities, mm-hmm. any celebrity drop-ins for karaoke night? Oh, over yeah. I mean, more back when it was uh, just Mondays in the beginning, because you know for years it was just Monday, and it was selling out every Monday, and there was nothing else going on on a Monday really in Atlanta at right. that point. Um, I mean, the local was doing regular karaoke back then, and they mm-hmm. still do it now. I like the local. The local has that's a good vibe down there. It's Those great. are my favorite wings in Atlanta. They have good wings, don't they? Great wings. Yes. So and the Belgian fries too. Um, so yeah, certain rockers would come through. I remember Matt Sorum, who was the drummer with the he was with the Cult, well Guns N' Roses, then the Cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after Stephen Adler fell off the drum stool. Um, I don't know about Matt that. Sorum. Stephen Adler was the original drummer. Yeah, who then ended up being on the Dr. Drew Pinsky rehab show. Ah, complete mess. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, I got accused of you know beating on a few girls back in the day when he was he was on everything. He was a, I guess he was heroin or meth, whatever. Anyway, so Matt Sorum came through when he was playing with Velvet Revolver. Mm-hmm. And they played the night before at Gwinnett. And I'm like, dude, you want to sing something? Because back then I'd be standing behind this. It was just a sign-up table. There was no booth back then. Whoa, so the okay. table on the floor and the stage was way smaller in the corner. And uh, he's like, nah, I've been back in vocals for three days in a row. I don't want to sing. But I think he did get up and do some Ramones because Ramones is pretty simple. Yeah. And not too hard vocal-wise. Uh, Kevin Kinney of Driving and Crying, one of my favorite local people, came in. And he was him and his people were so drunk they threw him out before he could sing <laughs> uh the guy from kevin debrow the singer of quiet riot he's quiet riot you know come on fill the noise he yeah. came in don't think he sang uh andre 3000 came in he used Whoa. to he came in a few mondays back in the beginning and he was you know dressed the way that andre three he was like like he was going to get go play golf in 1935 yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. suspenders <laughs> and, the, and the the socks a lot of checkers in. and yes, plaid, yes. yeah and so he would just stand at the back of the room this was before, right before hey yeah and all that he would stand at the back of the room and just take it in. Like he, like, he was, like he was just getting it on himself, you know? Yeah. And then they come out with that album where there's like some guitars and stuff, whatever. Yeah, the love blows. I'm not saying it metal some influence. Did that. you ever say what's colder than, colder than being cool, ice cold or no. something? Then you're like, what? He stole my thing. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't ever. I wish uh, I had no. them. You should have. Um, and I think that's about it. There was a few others. I can't remember. Oh, uh, um, Incubus were at the club one night. They were upstairs in the Dark Horse. Brandon, the singer didn't come down, but the DJ guy, I don't know their names. I know none of their names. Yeah, so I'm yeah. not a big Incubus fan. Right. Bass player. They came down and they, they, the three of them got up and played Van Halen with some of the other guys in the band. 
Okay, um, so you let them yeah. play the instruments. And All American Rejects came down. And Tyson that was Ritter. before we had their songs. So oh. they, I can't remember what they did. But after they, after they came, we did add a couple of their songs. That's they, awesome. They, would they have done their own songs? I don't Has know. Has anyone ever done that? So I know there is a video of Tom Morello. I mean, you were there, right? Tom you know Morello. Yes, yes, yes. There's a, there's a camera yes. behind him. He comes down while you're playing Killing in the Name pretty of. pretty quiet. No, it was the other one. It was Bulls on Parade. Oh, it was I Bulls think. on Parade, yeah. So he had done a solo show a few years ago at Variety Playhouse. The Night Watchman or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or whatever it's called these days. He does so many things. He's great, I think. And um, we're playing that song. And first of all, he's over at the bar talking to the bartender. And then he stands right in front of Billy, the guitar player, while he's doing that solo. That is insane. So maybe it was killing. But anyway, and he was just like, and as he left, I was like, Gave him the th- he gave me the peace sign and left. He was like That's just grinning from the ear to ear. The coolest thing in the world. Yeah, he was loving it. What did Billy? I mean, as a guitar player, I mean, you're playing that song. You look at like, oh, this is, this yeah, is your I, song. You wrote here's this. the thing. I don't think Billy realized it until right afterwards, uh, until the song was done, that Tom was standing. But that's a great moment. You probably good. It. Yeah, that's insane. Like, do you want? Should I give this to you? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I also know Dave Grohl has been a couple times. I've never seen Dave Grohl. Okay, I remember getting a text from Kelly, old bartender. Yeah, and she was like, "Dave Grohl's here right now. Get here." And I got Deftones have been in there okay. when they were hanging out with their friends from Mastodon one night. Um, it was the drummer of Mastodon and the singer and a couple other people from Deftones. And uh, oh, what's his name from Mad Men? He was in. He's been in there. John Hamm. Yeah, he came in and stood at the bar. He had a flat cap on. Was very low key. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, what's her name from uh, my cousin Vinny and the wrestler uh, Melissa uh, uh, Tomei? Yes, she came in and she was standing right down the front. It was really packed weekend night. And these certain dudes was just not, they would not leave her alone. Like, wanted to talk. And so she just, she stayed for half a song and left. You know? Yeah. You got to be cool when the celebrities are around. For like, sure. Just let them be. Yeah. Yeah. They're just people. Don't run them off. Yeah, I came no. down there and Donnell Rawlings was there Who's? from the Chappelle show. Oh. Yeah. Comedian. Yeah. Um, and people kept coming up to him and he, he was there for four minutes. Yeah, he don't want to stay around. Yeah. yeah. Wait, when you did you get there in time to see Dave Grohl when you Ubered there? No, I got there and he just I left. I didn't even know he was there. Yeah. I didn't know that one. Yeah. Damn that. I want to meet Dave Grohl. I, I love know. Dave Grohl. Yeah. That would be wild to walk down there and be like, oh, who's singing? That sounds like Dave Grohl. It's like, oh, that is Dave Grohl. Yeah. You know, you definitely got Foo Fighter songs. You could have done it. Yeah. Dave Grohl came out in an interview today and said that he has ideas of how to change the Nevermind album cover because that guy who was the baby is pissing and moaning about it. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, for years, dude, you, when you were a teenager and when you were an adult, you redid the photo shoot. I know. You cashed and in on you it. you got a lot of work with some artists because you were the baby. But he's, saying, he's, he's crying child pornography and, you know, his parents agreed to it at a pool party. That's what happened, you know. <laughs> and so Dave didn't say what he would do to change it if it came to that. Because the guy might he, might, he might get something from this, you know, in this day and age. He may. Yeah. Because anything to do with children is... Sure. They agreed to it at a pool party, so they were His like, "What did, should yeah. our album cover be?" It's like, "Well, your son's is a handsome fellow there, and yeah, oh, we'll toss him in the pool real quick. That's perfect." <laughs> yeah, I think I think somebody just took the photograph, and Cobain was like, uh, "Yeah, we can use that." So Co- the, Cobain was there. I think Kurt was at the party. Yeah. Whoa, okay. And so um, they asked the parents, "Can we take a picture of your baby in the pool?" Okay, and, and then the dollar it, bill was digitally put in afterwards. That wasn't floating in the pool. Gotcha. Well, it um, makes it a lot less weird that Cobain was there and not just like, oh, look at that naked Wait, kid. They took it at that pool party? Yeah. I'm pretty sure Cobain, I don't know for sure. I, I think I read that. Okay. But Dave was like, today in the city. I'm going to ask like, him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text him. Dave Grohl? <laughs> no, Cobain. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. That's a bad joke. That's all right. You should text Courtney. She couldn't tell you either because uh, she wasn't there yet. Oh, she might have been there. Um, Grohl said, look, you guys, I got much more positive things to think about and stuff I'm doing. And he goes, I don't have to fill out the paperwork when it comes to this lawsuit right. or the album cover. So, yeah. you know. Hey, guess who's not involved at all? Me. <laughs> That's yeah, true. Like, exactly. Think about it not in that circumstance, though. If a picture of you as a kid with your little, your little peanut out yep, yeah. just blew up everywhere. Yeah. I get, I mean... Yeah, I understand because that guy's the worst because he cashed in on it for like 30 years. No one can recognize you. No. The only reason they know it's you is because you've been telling people exactly. for all these years. But it's weird to be exactly. like, hey, I, I'm Jeff. Good to meet you. You've seen my penis. Yeah. You know, like, oh. what? I don't know. And you nobody did. would know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a great ice cream. Yeah, it looks different now. And everybody but gets it. it's probably yeah. bigger by now. Because so, he said that was part of it. Like, the, the everybody's seen it and it's like, well, people yeah, are, but you were a baby. Yeah. Like, so, he's not, like, hey, Jeff, I bet you still got a baby wiener. Yeah. He's like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he has to say it all the time. No, I don't. 
I don't still have a so baby wiener. I oh, personally gosh. think that maybe whatever he's been doing in life is dried up money-wise, and he's looking for a buck. Oh, I, absolutely. He's I, never I, been I, able to live up to the baby pool photo no. shoot. I think he was probably drinking at a bar somewhere, and he's like, you know I'm the, the kid from the Nirvana cover? <laughs> and then someone was like, dude, why don't you just sue him? And he's like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's a good I idea. should sue him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you're going to be a famous baby, probably the Gerber baby is the way to go, because I'm pretty sure that baby and that family make bank. That's true. Right. Yeah, that is yeah. the opposite of a Gerber baby. Yeah. Oh, you're the Nevermind baby? Sorry. <laughs> right. They are not at the same Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Never they, mind. They didn't mate. go to the same auditions. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I also think about babies in horror movies. Uh-huh. I'm like, that is, first of all, probably a lot of trauma, a little bit on set. You know, you got a witch mm-hmm. holding you or something. They, they might have some grounds for some lawsuits, potentially. You so. you ever, have you seen that show Breeders yeah. with Martin Freeman? No. It's on FX. It's brilliant. It's on FX. So yep. it's Martin Freeman. I can't remember the name of the actress who plays his wife. But it's a couple of seasons. So they go from really small kids, their children, to like, you know, teenage kids through the course of two seasons. I have never seen adult actors curse so much in front of kids. But apparently what they do is, which I don't get because the kids are going to see it eventually. Right. They shoot the scenes with the kids where they're not saying the words. And then they pull the kids out of the shot and they redo it where they're cursing like crazy. Because they're just like, hey, mom, can I watch the show I'm in? No. No. No, that happens all the time. Like with scary stuff. Because the C word is used probably four or five times a show. Wait, on FX? Yeah. Is it like the streaming service where there's no, no it's, a, it's on. It's on. It's, they, they I've watched cuss. it on regular TV and streaming. You, what? You can say that on regular TV? You might not be able to say everything, but on FX, it's pretty Yeah, it's loose. pretty late at, later at night. Yeah. There's no rules. I mean, Larry Davis been using the C word for a long time, but that's on HBO. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that's Biden's America right there. <laughs> All right. Um, what Nick? What do you what do you listen to right now? What should we be listening to other than definitely idols? idols. Yeah, who just dropped a new single for a new album that comes out next month. Um, oh, I have Mav- I love Brandy Carlisle. I think she's amazing. I've loved her since the song "The Story." Oh yeah. Uh, my my a good friend of mine, Dave Cobb, who I used to be in a band with called The Veins. He has been in Nashville for a while. He now he's at the RCA studio, and he's basically doing what Chris Christopherson and Willie Nelson and um, Waylon Jennings did in the seventies, where they said. We know what all this other country sounds like, but this is what our country sounds like. Mm. So Dave Cobb produces Chris Stapleton, Jason Isbell, Sturgill Simpson, Brandy Carlisle, the High Woman, which is Brandy Carlisle and Jason Isbell's wife and some other country girls. It's Miranda Lambert. Not Miranda Lambert. No, No, she's not part of that. So Dave is just making music. Just naming female country artists. He did the latest. He did the latest. Barry Barry Gibber the Bee Gees did his new solo album that went to number one and stuff. Oh, cool. So Brandy Carlisle does stuff with him. Uh, I like Jason Isbell. Drive by Truckers. Even Mm -hmm. though Jason Isbell came from that band. Yeah. Who else? Oh, Fontaine's DC. Great new young band. They're on their second album out of Dublin, Ireland. Brilliant band. They. The the lyrics are amazing. They 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 were all into poetry when they were in university. That's how they met. Hmm. So the lyrics, the lyrics are great. Yeah. Um, oh, Sharon Van uh, Eaton. Yep. Uh, Angel Olsen. Manchester Orchestra's new record is great. Yeah, I went to high school with those dudes. Um, I, I actually, I'm not into rap that much, yeah. but some people have turned me on to Run the Jewels and Kendrick and all that stuff. Um, Do you know Denzel Curry? Yeah, yeah I know the name. He's interesting. He did uh, Like a Version, the BBC yeah, thing, yeah. and he did Killing the Name of. Yeah. It rocks so hard. He's That's in the round awesome. of his band, and he's just. He's I know there's hard. a ton of other stuff I'm missing, but um, uh, and always Wilco, and always um, um, Jack White. I think is a genius. Yeah, he's great. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff. That was the best to. answer I've or, ever. Heard. Yeah, that was a lot. There's a lot of times people are like, oh, it's so hard to choose. You're just like, actually, here's a, here's so, yeah. enough for you to last you all week. Because even, even though I play class, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say you mentioned a band earlier that I can't shake. It was called. G- Jesus Lizard? The Jesus Lizard. They're from Chicago originally. They were, they were, so the, here's the deal. They That's were, all I'm going to take away from his interview. That's what like, I used to call Toby Mac, yeah. Yeah, he used to go by Toby the Jesus Lizard Mac. They were on a label called Touch and Go that had a lot of great artists on it in the in the 90s. Um, Kirk Cobain loved the Jesus Lizard. Uh, they The singer was originally in a band called Scratch Acid. David Yao is his name. He's done some acting and stuff recently too. Anyway, um, he was the kind of front man who would, I think he had a bit of a heroin problem back in the day. Yeah, we all did. But he would get on stage sometimes and get completely naked. Well, okay. And he would not. He wouldn't crowd surf naked. But I, I've seen him at my old masquerade, like take everything off and then put his boxer shorts on his head. 
You know what I'm saying? But the band, the three... The and that's bass, why you love him. No, I love him because the <laughs> band... I love him and I've met him and he's, he's just this gentle little dude. But uh, yeah. he's, when he's on stage, he's kind of a monster. But uh, the band is so tight, right? It's so great. And, um, and they recently toured again a few... I drove to Nashville through the snow a few years back to see them. And then they came here too. So whatever. But they're just amazing. Okay. So Chicago band, they're, what really brought them to the forefront was Kurt Cobain was a fan in the UK, I'm not sure if it happened here, they released a double A side, seven inch. So a Nirvana song on one side, Lizard on the other side, and they would just come over and play festivals. And it was just, again, there was, you weren't ever sure what was gonna happen with David Yeah, you know? That's exciting. So it's good stuff. Yeah. Love it. Um, I have one last real question for you. Mm-hmm. You do radio many times for three hours a day, then you sing for five hours, the voice. many <laughs> nights. Mm-hmm. What do you do for your voice? How does it still work? Uh, I think the thing about singing is the more you do it, it's like a muscle, so it gets stronger. And, and then you over, I've been singing for 30 years. So you you learn what you can and can't do, mm-hmm. right? And then when it comes to doing screaming stuff vocally, you learn how to do that too. Now, bear in mind, I'm on stage for three hours sometimes. I, I'm not always singing full on all right. the time. Radio, yeah, you don't, I mean, you're just chatting. It's not like it's pushing your voice or anything. So, yeah. yeah, same as you do in stand-up. There you go. Mm-hmm. Seems like a lot more intense than me talking like this for 55 minutes. For sure. Yeah, you don't, you don't do five hours of stand-up a night. <laughs> but yeah, yeah just, also don't it's, yell. just use it. <laughs> yeah, or that's amazing. Like everything else. Yeah. That's impressive. For sure. Yeah. We'll go ahead. Yeah. Um, wh- where can people find you online? What's your handles? Where can uh, people find you in real life? All the social media is EnglishNick67 um, and then 971theriver.com. Meddlesome's on all the Instagram and social when yeah. it works. You yep, can see you at the tea room. Come see me, Dr. Bombay's. That's drbombay's.com, drbombay's.com in Candler Park. Yep. High tea is our thing. That's what's keeping the lights on since the pandemic is the private contactless high tea parties, the scones, pots of tea, clotted cream jam, all that stuff. So, I knew and we have so a little of those words. I want, I want to go. I can yeah. never, I want to go. My business partner started a project in, in India called the Learning Tea. That's the learningtea.com. So, some of our profits put lowest caste, uh, impoverished, sometimes orphan girls through education because you know in India awesome. girls don't stand a chance hmm. so it's some of our profit also we have a used book program customers donate used books we sell them for a dollar that's how we do that so we rent a house in Darjeeling we've turned it into a place where the girls can live and be safe which wow. was kind of a uh, it was a challenge during COVID because some people that run the house got sick older people so they sent the girls back to their villages and towns but I think they're all back now but it was it was touch and go for a minute there with that it's a whole different. I mean, it's just crazy over there. Yeah. Well, oh, your amazing. son, your sons are in school, but your daughters are in the factory. Like it's absolutely yeah. insane. Hmm. But that's how it is. So we're, it's a little thing that that helps. We had girls. We had girls graduate college and go on to do great things. That's so, amazing. Yeah. The Very learning cool. tea. Learning tea. tea. And then yeah, uh, go see Nick at Ten High. Go see Aaron at Ten High. Yes, yeah. sure. go see, come see both of us. Yeah. They'll both be there. I'll be sitting in the corner uh, thinking about what song I would choose. Yeah, I'm usually a Thursday guy for Mellowsome. Yeah, but Wednesday has been fun. Learn some new eighty songs. Romantics. What I like about you what on you Thursday or on Wednesday, the eighties. Uh, I love uh, Joe Jackson. Is she really going out? With she really, yeah, brilliant yeah. song. In excess, don't change. Yes. those are two songs I didn't really know before going Wednesday. Yeah. And I was like, like you say, know the song. Know the songs. Yeah. I learned them. I go is home this and study. Love, and, but is this love by Survivor? And bring a friend who's going to sit in the corner and cheer for you. <laughs> That's yeah. true. And, yeah. Yeah. and don't glass anybody. Hey, don't glass anyone. Do your best no. not to. If to you quit. do, Try remember what song it is so we can figure out how, what to take off. <laughs> um, Nick, what is your email sign off? When you're signing your email, what do you put right before your name at the end? Oh, before my name. Yeah, like thanks, cheers. Cheers is a lot. When I post cheers. on the River Facebook page, we do it three times a shift. It's always cheers and then sign it. So it takes them to my personality page. I feel yeah. like I just stereotyped you by saying cheers. Cheer, I like cheers yeah, a lot. I've never it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is great. I love it. Cool. Well, yeah. cheers, everybody. Cheers. Thank you. Where is it now?